T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WKIS HD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, Miami Hurricanes, and Florida Panthers. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. It's Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. All right, my dear friends, welcome back to the show. A lot of baseball in this hour. Canes ranked number one in the country. We'll play Virginia Tech on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and 1 o'clock. Coming off a... Weekend series win against the former number one team, the Florida Gators. And joining us right now is fourth year right hander Daniel Fetterman. And uh, Daniel Fetterman leading a new look Miami starting rotation. Open things up on Friday. Daniel, you pitched well. Thanks for joining us. Good evening to you. Uh, thanks for having me. So uh, let's start with the series win over the Gators. What did that mean for your for your club? A huge series win. I mean, I think it really sets the tone for the season. Um, to be honest with you, it's, it's what we expected. Um, you know, we knew, you know, they're a top-ranked team, but it's, it's early in the year. The rankings right now, you know, there's, there's a lot of baseball to be played. And uh, we just knew we wanted to go out there and play our game, and, and good things were going to happen. There was a lot of emotion in that series. A lot of fist pump- pumping, a lot of let's go. How about the emotion that was involved in the series? Uh, it's, it's, it's been like that long before all of us got there. Um, it, it's been a rivalry for a while. Um, always one of the bigger series we play each year emotionally. Um, you know, it's bad battle for the state, I guess. Um, you know, we, we really wanted that, and I'm, I'm glad we came out on top. What was it like for you to get the starting nod on Friday against the Gators, new ballpark, number one team in the country, in addition – Nobody had played baseball in about one year. So what was it like for you to be able to go out there and throw that first pitch? That was unreal. Probably the most, most adrenaline I can remember in a long time. Um, it was an honor, to be honest with you. Uh, I wanted to do that for, for a long time. Not just start, but just to be in that situation, you know, know that I'm prepared for that. Um, you know, it, it was an honor. What do you think you did well? What would you like to work on and improve on this week against Virginia Tech? Um, I think I did a, a good job throwing strikes. Um, you know, just continue to pound the zone, continue to learn how to pitch. You know, I've, I've learned a lot, you know, through my years in college that, 
you know, it, it's not one pitch or velocity. You know, it's you got to be well-rounded. So, you know, you got to attack hitters, let your defense work, and, uh, you know, just go out, go out there and uh, go after people. You had seven strikeouts. I thought you were victimized by a bad call. I think it was a foul ball down the line. <laughs> uh, it is, you know, it is what it is. You know, they, they got replays and maybe a little home cooking, but, you know, it's over. It's in the past. And, you know, we got the next two games, which was what, what matters. What, uh, how was the adjustment for you? I, okay, in high school, you're a starter. You come to Miami. Uh, you basically went into the bullpen. You moved into the closing role. Now you're back as a starter. What has that adjustment been like for you? Um, to be honest with you, uh, it, it's the same thing. I mean, pitching's pitching. You got to go out there. You got to get outs. Um, you know, in this role, you might have to get a little bit more outs. But at the end of the day, you, you know, you still got to throw, throw strikes. Um, you know, you, you got to control your emotions. It's a, it's a long game. There's a lot of pitches being thrown. A lot of good things. A lot of bad things. Um, I would just say, you know, not not getting too up or too down based off of you know one result. Uh, at, at the end of the game. You know, you, you, you give up a run, you could lose. I mean, that was my role the past few years. You know, if, if I gave up a run or two, you know, we lose the game. Now, you know, you give up a run in the first inning like I did against Florida, you got you to gotta worry about the rest of the game. So you can't let anything, you know, really get to you. Um, you just got to keep going out there and competing until, you know, it's, your time's done. What would you say about the fight that your club showed, especially in games two and three? Now, you did rally in game one. Game two, you're down five nothing after one inning. It took thirteen to win it. What can you say about the way your team fought in the series? Oh, I'm 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 so proud of those guys. Um, you know, it, most teams that I've seen since I've been at the U would have folded after you know going down five runs. You know, all across the country, um, I didn't sense that one time with this group of guys. You know, we we fought every single pitch. Nobody panicked. You know, everybody went out there. We had fun. I mean, I don't think anybody was uptight. I don't think anybody was stressed out or overwhelmed. Uh, we were all just excited to get back out there, and, and, you know, we took advantage of it. I think that, you know, the leaders really stepped up, and, and especially the young guys, too. I mean, the young guys, I expected that from them, but it was good to see a lot of them come through. Uh, you do have somebody closing this year, and that's a, a lefty, Carson Palmquist. In that se- uh, second game, he went three innings, and he was brilliant. Uh, maybe let's discuss a little bit about what you see from him and, and how good he can be. Oh, he's, you know, he's got a, the, the sky's the limit for Carson. He's got an unbelievable arm. He's got a whippy arm action. I mean, I'm not a hitter, but you could just tell by watching. It's got to be an uncomfortable at bat for those guys. Um, he throws strikes, and him and I are good buddies, and I can tell you truthfully, he is not scared of anybody. He's going to go out there and compete. And, you know, he's he's a perfect guy for the end of the game like that. He can handle anything you throw at him. You guys have a lot of talented players, not only position players, but on the pitching staff. How do you think that competition is making each player better? Well, this was the first time that I can remember since I've been at the U that we really didn't know what the rotation was. We didn't know what the roles were. I think, generally speaking, everything had to be earned for the you know throughout the fall from from the time we got back in the summer. Basically, um, you know, guys had to compete. You know, certain guys coming in with certain expectations and things didn't work out, and you know they have to adapt. Um, I think it, you know we're all close and we're all rooting for each other, but at the end of the day, you got to go out there leading up to the season and earn your spot. And I think that a lot of guys really did that. You know, really stepped up and are going to continue to have to do that throughout the season because. I mean, we're deep. We're, we're deep with starting pitching. We're deep with relievers. 
we're deep in the field, we're deep all around. So um, guys continue to have to produce and they're going to have to perform, you know, because there's a guy, you know, right behind him who's just as talented, who's waiting for his spot. Yeah, I mean, Gino used a lot of guys, used a lot of position players, guys that were starters two years ago, coming off the bench. Uh, so this did take everybody to win the series, but uh, probably uh, that competition is also uh, going to have to be uh, where players, um, I guess, maybe have to be a little unselfish as well and and and, and understand their roles. Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. It's it's going to take it's going to take everyone. You you can't win this you know this whole thing with one pitcher, even three pitchers. I mean, you need you need twelve, thirteen guys. You're going to need guys coming off the bench. You know, matchup guys, defensive substitutions. Everyone's going to contribute at some point, and guys just got to be ready and and take advantage of that. Hurricanes pitcher Daniel Fetterman is our guest. Daniel pitched at Archbishop McCarthy High School, won the state championship there. What's it been like for you to go to college and pitch in your hometown? You grew up you know, right here in Broward County. Now your your parents can go watch you play. Well, I guess they could up until COVID. But nonetheless, you know what I mean. Uh, what's that experience been like? I've, I've been a Canes fan since, since I can remember. My mom and dad both went to the U. Um, grew up going to football games. Grew in, grew up going to baseball games. Um, I've just been been a diehard Kane fan since you know I was born. You know I, I bleed orange and green, and uh, it means the world to me just to be able to put on the uniform, let alone to you know be be a captain this year. You guys had a lot of guys come back, including yourself, and guys like uh, Terrell came back, and Raymond Gill, and Rivera. There's a bunch of guys that came back. How important do you think? that is or was to your team for guys to come back this year? Extremely important because you, you can't have, realistically, you can't have two captains. You can't have three captains. You need, you need a team of leaders. You need, you know, guys with a little bit of experience and you need guys that have been there before and been through the fire just to show the young guys and, you know, keep the teams cool and composure. Um, you know, there, everybody has mutual respect for, for each other. And, you know, that our group, uh, I think it was 2017 class, you know, we're, we're close. We're all brothers at this point. And I think that we've all done a really good job of sticking together, doing the right thing, um, kind of showing the young guys, you know, this is how it's supposed to be done at the U. This is, you know, the standard, this is the bar that needs to be set. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of everybody, honestly. I mean, we've got guys looking out for each other all around. Well, you're ranked number one now in one of the polls and top five in about every other poll. So that's nice. But in order to make all that uh, meaningful, you got to keep on winning. And here comes Virginia Tech, and now you open up conference play this weekend. How important is that? I mean, every every game's important. We're we're worried about Friday night now. You know, we don't we don't have a midweek to worry about, so we get a little bit more time to prepare. Um, conference play, you know, we, we want to do well in the ACC. We want to do well in every game, but. Um, it's always nice to uh, to start up conference play. Usually, it's a little bit later. You know, we get to go right under the fire second week of the season. Yeah, it's a little bit like the way the college football season was, where they just played conference games. Now you are going to have non-conference games, but you are going to have more conference games, more travel. Are you looking forward to the, to more competition inside the ACC? You're going to see every team except one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, our, our conference is loaded year in and year out. I I really haven't seen a team that we've played where, you know, it's been a, in a weak game. I mean, everybody comes in against us. We've got a target on our back, especially now being ranked so high. Um, you know, we're, we're ready for it. That's what we want. If, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And that's our plan. 
What have Gino Damari and J.D. Arteaga meant to you, Daniel? I think that I would not be here without either of those guys. I've learned so much just, just about baseball, you know, baseball knowledge. It's not even about pitching or, you know, stuff on the field, stuff, you know, just, just trying to be a leader. You know, if you don't agree with something, you, you don't have to agree with everything. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a team game. You got to do what's best for the team. And I think that both of those guys have really nurtured me since I've been there and shown me the right way to do things, how to, how to become a young man, um, how to be mature about certain things. And, and I, we haven't always agreed, and, and I'm, we're honest about that. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I respect those guys. And, you know, they're, they're basically like our second dads. You know, we're with them more than we are with our family at this point. You, you must be coming down the home stretch for uh, your schoolwork, right, on target to graduate and all that stuff? Yes, sir. Four classes left. <laughs> That's got to be a great accomplishment, right? Yeah, it feels good. It feels good. It feels like feels like I've been in school forever, but um, I'm excited. You know, I've always I've always really wanted to get my degree, and you know, taking positive out of out of this COVID stuff. You know, I was able to come back, and you know, I'm able to do that. So I'm on track, and I'm excited. Are, are your mom and dad listening tonight? I believe so. Yes. Okay, you did a very good job. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. We uh, look forward to watching you pitch against Virginia Tech this weekend. Did a great job for us. Continued uh, success on the mound. Thanks for being with us tonight, and uh, congrats. I really appreciate it, guys. Go Canes. All right. That's uh, Daniel Fetterman joining us here on the Hurricane Hotline. Did a great job. We'll be on the mound this weekend against Virginia Tech. Matt Wilson is our producer tonight. We are with you until 8 o'clock, still to come. Hurricanes baseball coach Gino Damari joining us right now. University of Miami basketball coach Katie Meyer. Coach Meyer, good evening to you. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. All is well here at the uh, Davy Ranch. (laughs) 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 It's uh, interesting times we live in. Uh, Last time out, you beat Boston College 77-60. Congratulations on that one. You also had five players scoring double figures so a uh, very nice victory against boston college yeah and it says a lot for the the resilience of our team to play you know just a it's not like it, you know it's the end of the year and we just need one player to have just an amazing game in order for us to win like that was a team win it was a grind uh coming off the week we had which i've never experienced in my life just really proud of the players and certainly i thought the upperclassmen did just a heck of a job uh, India Banks was in that group that had a really cool double-double for you, a guard with 11 points and 10 rebounds. Oh, and monster rebounds. Uh, the game became really physical, and it's one of those games where we our bench did a great job. I mean, they did a great job early in the game, but when it was time to finish the game, um, we, we, we went to veterans with a lot of strength. I mean, it was the Taylor Masons and the India Banks and the – Destiny Hards and Naomi Bandus, like they just that really physical uh, because um, Boston College was one of those teams that you just if you could get a stop if you held the one shot in the end you could you could win the game. But I thought the third and fourth quarter is about as well as we've played all year in terms of a high level game plan, uh, executing a game plan and getting defensive stops and playing like team defense. Like they really supported each other. It was it was great. It was a really fun game. Well, it's a good time to play your best basketball of the year, right? Coming down the home yeah, it stretch. Is. It is, especially, I mean, you know, like I said, like 
it was a it was four games in, in seven days. I mean, it, there, there was a lot. It, yeah. We didn't have time to prepare, so it was one of those gut checks where you just saw your team just at one point say, you know what, this is our game, and we just got to change our behavior just a little bit. We're going to play a little bit harder, and um, you know, be on the the ball because Boston College, their next very game, they go out and. And, and they beat Georgia Tech, you know, which is the top two team in the league, top three team in the league. So Boston College is good. And so this was a big win for us. You uh, you mentioned Destiny Harden, and, and her game wow. is also on the rise, right? The last four games, uh, 15 points a game, seven rebounds, shooting over uh, sixty, almost 62%. So that's, uh, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, you know, we've had – I think Destiny and Naomi have had a great season. Uh, one of them has, you know, they, they're on this kind of the wave of you know, the, the, who's going to be, you know, they're both capable of 20 points. They're both capable of double-doubles. Um, I don't think they've each had a double-double on the same night, but um, that's possible. But for India, and, and Destiny had nine rebounds. Of, Joe, I promise you, I, I watched that game three more times and made Megan, our SID, watch it again, too, to try to get – because it seemed like she had more than nine rebounds, and I thought she had a double-double in that game. She was so active. So um, that's great. You know, in the end of the year when you're having people, like, have heroic performances, it's just a credit to these kids and how resilient they've been with what they've been going through. I, I just I, – I couldn't respect them more. You show up uh, at a double double at the fourth game in eight days, like, and you come through with the basically two double doubles. You got some grit, you know. You, you're, there's something special about you. So, Indian Destiny, I tip my hat to them. I, I probably have asked you this before, but along those lines, uh, we've mentioned the five road games in a row that you had earlier in the year. Then you had this yeah. uh, quirk of the schedule where you get the four games in seven days or eight days, yeah. whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, for your players. What do they grow? What 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 grows for them out of that experience? Whether it's in basketball or, or something else, it's it's one of those things where um, you can't predetermine. You know, you can just control your response, but you can't look. You know, in coaching, you can't look ahead and say, "Okay, we got five road games in a row." I mean, if you do, you're you're pretty much defeated. Well, you say, "God, we got four games in eight days, and no one else does." Like you're already defeated. So it's one of those deals where. Honestly, like a couple of those games we lost, but God, we played well. And I felt like they were committed, and I felt like they really honestly believed, like, like this is the game we have, so let's go play it. Instead of seeing it as some catalog or some encyclopedia of history of whatever, just like, all right, where where are my feet? Well, right now they're here, and we've got at whatever, or we're, you know, we, we had no rest, and we're playing again. And you just, you can't bring the past or the future you just got to be where you are and that's hard to do and it was really hard this year but I, i'm really proud we've had two really tough stretches and uh, I, th- I think we came through and in, in the end of those stretches um tougher and i think it also has a lot to do with our strength and conditioning because that's that's definitely a, a big deal for us i feel like when, yeah and i feel like when you get to the finish line and there's still a lot of basketball to be played uh Perhaps your team gets a big hug or a, a huge uh, fist bump, high five, or something, because this has been really, I think, an extraordinary effort all season long. Right. And, I mean, every team in the country is going through it. So when you start, like, acting like, oh, you have this unique problem, it's right. not unique. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's worldly, right? 
So it's yep. just a matter of your perspective, and and that's why I said you you we already have enough on us. Let's not let's not add to the drama and inflate and exaggerate how hard it is. It's hard for everyone. So you you kind of just listen. You're capable of doing better, whatever the circumstances. I believe in you. I, I told the team about two weeks ago what I'm going to do the rest of the season is just love you, be in your corner, have faith in you, believe in you, and really not let you be average. You know, but you're not going to get yelled at or screamed at or berated. Like, I just, just, you can do better than you're doing, and I know you can, and I'm with you. And if you need me to scream and yell at you, like, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to do that because this is when you just need someone, you just need fill your head with better ideas and better thoughts and more positive things. And, and I mean, I'm still going to be really intense, but I'm, promise you my messaging is going to be like you can do this you're better than this don't don't give in you know don't succumb have courage like i always say the word encourage like encourage is actually putting courage into someone and that's a big part of my job is like if they're scared give them courage encourage and that's where we're at right now and and that's what i'm trying to push through on thursday you have senior night acc network extra is the game against wake forest what will this be like when you have uh, four seniors marching out there? You're right, but you know, and and, and it's it's funny because it's like an ambiguous senior night, right? Because yes. there are choices to make in the future, yeah. and because they and could come had, back, I think, right? Exactly, exactly. So it's not like a goodbye party or something. It's a celebrate. You know what we need to do is we need to celebrate four young ladies who have stayed at Miami for four years. I mean, that's an incredible, that is not happening across the country anywhere. And, and my key gray, unfortunately, has been injured this year. But this was a class that came in together, and now they're four years later having, we're going to honor our seniors. Like, we're going to honor them because th- that narrative isn't happening anymore in college athletics, unfortunately. That journey, that four years, you were freshmen, you were sophomores, you were juniors, you, were seniors, you came in together with your running mates, right? And so what a special class. So, uh, you know, we're going to honor that. That. Yeah is for sure something to celebrate as, as our hurricane community. We can honor them twice. They can come back. They have an open invitation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because I, I was listening uh, the other day to Tom Brennan, the former uh, ex-coach at Vermont talk, and he went to Georgia. He was talking about all this transfer stuff and people leaving early, and he was talking about his playing day. He said he, he went in – uh, when he went into Georgia, he left with the same guys. There were nobody left right. early. Everybody exactly. graduated at the same time, and they're all still great friends. But he said those that he entered with are those that he left with. That's these four young ladies. That's what I'm telling you. This is amazing. It has a lot to do with our culture, our community. How we we love people as family here. We take care of them, their families, and and everything. Like we know about births and deaths and. You know, we're just there for these kids, and what a tribute. You know, I'm really proud of them. Uh, meanwhile, you have a game uh, against Wake Forest, and usually when you play Wake Forest, it's kind of the house of close games. Oof. Yeah, it's 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 a battle, and it's, uh, you know, stylistically we're, we're pretty different, but um, all the games seem to come down to the wire, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're playing with a lot of – they have a lot of opportunities ahead of them, uh, so do we – um, and they've got, you know, they're pushing for an NCAA bid that, you know, is eluded them and they're, it's, it's a big game, you know, it's a big game for us. I, I don't even want to talk about the conference standings because they're doing it by percentage. So however you can figure things out, there's a team that we've beaten twice. And we have the same amount of wins, but we're behind them in the standings. That doesn't <laughs> normally happen. Right. So right. you're, I mean, not just head to head, but like 
two and zero. So not one and zero, two and zero. So that's just standing. So you're just trying to get more wins for your program, put yourself in a position to where you know someone's looking at you, saying, "Well, there's a team that's you know almost five hundred in, in the toughest league in the nation, and that's what we're trying to get to." So it's a heck of a matchup, a heck of a ball game. Uh, you could see them again next week. The ACC tournament starts next week, but well, we uh, could be anyone because right. it's all jumbled. You know, point three three winning for the point four seven. I can't even figure it out. Right. We're playing well, every time. Like I said, lace them up, give us an opportunity to play. We're going to go out there and compete. Uh, on that, uh, on, on another subject, um, you, you and your staff have done a marvelous job again. Uh, the University of Miami, your team has raised a hand for every game. You've been there for every game. No interruptions oh, yeah. on your part. No, no, no. And that's that's about discipline. You know, that's about culture because you can. It just takes one kid to not really be committed, and one one player or one assistant or one staff or one manager to say, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 and then not follow the protocol. It just takes one, and then you you know you have a, a breach. So, uh, uh, but you know, th- you know, they've done a great job and. It's a long season, so basketball is the longest. We compete over two semesters. It's really, really been difficult. We, Both men and women have been here since July 1st, um, basically on lockdown. And so I'm, I'm proud of both programs. It's incredible, but it's also uh, a testament to you know, the protocols and how we've handled everything as a, as a university. You know, I, I don't want to jinx it, the, broad, the old broadcaster jinx, but how have you pulled that all together? Because I, I know it's the university and, and uh, that support staff, but at the top of the list, the coach is there, and people look at the coach. And so you've pulled that all together. Uh, is it trust? What, what is the magic bullet that, that it allows that to happen? You know, I, I don't know because you don't want to. I mean, it, th- this thing is so unpredictable too. So you yeah. just be like, it's not like someone failed and someone followed the rules. And like sometimes it just happens. So it's so random. Um, but I do think that there has been a ton of communication, certainly on the front end of it all, and then how we've operated when we've traveled and how we've operated, you know, daily. Um, you know, it's not been the same. I don't have the same one-on-one meetings. The film. Film isn't the same because you can't have the whole group and all the coaches. So we're not as together as we normally are when we're all on the same page. You know, your meetings change, your Zoom. So it's it's been different. And I think it's affected a little bit, but um, it was necessary. So there's there's positives and negatives, but I, I think we've done our best for sure. Yeah, no question about that. Two two games to go: Wake Forest and Clemson. Then you got Clemson on Sunday, and that'll be quite a challenge. Oh yeah, I mean both of these games are are. are crucially important they're both you know you don't look at them and say oh my god there's no way we you know like they're they're competitive games they're great matchups they're even matchups so it's going to come down to honestly at the end of practice today i said guys i've been coaching in the acc for a long time and the sloppy team has never won like it's not about talent i mean at this point it's not about talent it's not about it's if you play sloppy you're going to lose i don't care who you are i don't care who you're playing if you play clean you got a chance, and most of the time, the clean team wins. So we got to have a lot better focus than we had today in practice because sloppy isn't good enough. Like, sloppy's not going to get it done. And that's where it's at right now. That's how it is in, in late February every year in this league. Yeah, boy, isn't that the truth. Sloppy does not win. No, 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 no does not win. Uh, no question about that. Okay, as always, great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Congrats on the win against Boston College. The best of luck here on senior night, or the first of maybe it'll be two senior nights. Maybe we'll be, <laughs> exactly. be talking about the same kids next year. But, exactly. Uh, All right. Best, 
Best of luck against Wake Forest. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, that's University of Miami coach Katie Meyer. When we come back, Gino Damari joins us. We'll talk Hurricanes baseball. That's coming up next. Hear every Miami Hurricanes game on the Joe. Sponsored by... And joining us now is Hurricanes head coach Gino Damari. Gino, good evening and congratulations. I'm... uh, I'm reading some. Uh, I'm reading some uh, football scripts for for a banquet coming up, and one of them is the Walt Kachevsky Award. And I started laughing when I saw it come up because even though he was the football coach, he was the Gator hater. So you had a, you, there. There are a lot of old timers, including myself, that were extremely happy with what happened in Gainesville this weekend. Uh, take us through it. Uh, your team showed a lot of battle, uh, a lot of toughness and grit. How proud are you of your of your squad? Yeah, very proud. I told him that, uh, and that was probably the thing I was most proud of. I mean, we still didn't really play great all around baseball. We we need to play better defensively, but in regards to just never quitting, which uh, was one of the things we talked about Thursday night before we opened up the season. We had our team dinner and met the hotel, and just um, no matter what happens. Uh, the entire year, you know, just guys understand we, we, we can't ever quit. Baseball's a crazy game because there's no clock, you know, in the game. You could score, you know, nine runs in the last inning, which we did a few years ago, by the way, beat Clemson on the road. Um, you know, you just you just never know. If you're up big, you're down big, you know, close score, whatever it may be, you guys understand we never, ever quit. And that was the thing I was most impressed of. You know, the first game we were down 7-1 and we – we were able to score four runs in the last inning and had a chance. We had a chance there. Um, and then it just carried over to the second game. Obviously, we're down three in the last inning. And I never, I, I really didn't see any panic by the guys. There was a very calm, relaxed, just focused and keep, just keep getting after it, keep getting after it, and we'll see what happens. And of course, it turned out we were able to uh, tie it up and win an extra innings. And then kind of Sunday was the opposite. We, we jumped out on them early, which was great. I would like us to, hold off there and not let them back in the game, but they're a good team. And uh, we did something we haven't done. You know, my first year in 2019, we had some leads where we, we um, lost the games, you know, a, a number of games that, that cost us. And we were able to finish the game and uh, credit goes to all our players. Certainly that game there, you know, late the pen did a great job uh, guys there on the back end, finishing the game for us. So very proud, very happy. And, uh, Good stepping stone to getting ready to start the season in the ACC. That is now and uh, and open up at home. Well, you know that one of our favorite coaches was Don Shula, and yeah. Coach Shula would Coach Shula would say after a big win, the only way to make that meaningful is to win the next one. So now you got a series against Virginia Tech coming up, and uh, it's the first one inside the ACC. So uh, very important, uh, very important to start off the ACC season on the right foot. Yeah, you, you just you want to keep getting better. Bottom line is you just want to keep getting better. You know, you know we talked today, you know, the, the rankings last year, I think this week after opening weekend, uh, we opened up with Rutgers last year, and we were ranked number one going into the second weekend, which was Florida. And here we are in the same position in one of the polls. I think we came out one and we're three and six and whatever. And I just made sure it's something that we discussed, and starting with me, don't worry about the rankings. And, again, it's something that we talked about Thursday night. You're not getting crowned champions this weekend. You're not getting any rings um, put on you after this weekend. So understand it's a long season. Baseball's a long season. We got 47 more games to go. We got to keep getting better. And you're right, Joe. We got to look. We're playing basically an entire season on every weekend as ACC opponents now. 
Other than the, other than one weekend, the rest of the year will be all ACC games. And there's no doubt in my mind the ACC is as deep as it's ever been this year, which is going to be a big challenge. But, again, one that we need to be able to uh, step up and be ready for. Uh, sidebar note, you have won 11 straight games against Virginia Tech. That series starts on Friday, opening night. Uh, it might be a little bit of a different opening night. Um, yeah. I talk, I talked with Daniel Fetterman earlier, and I said to him, there is a lot of competition. This, Gino, is one of the more deeper teams I have seen in years at the University yeah. of Miami. How is that competition impacting the players? <clears throat> well, that remains to be seen. I mean, I, in terms of so far, it's been – uh, it's been great. Uh, the competition obviously is going to bring out the best in everybody. Everybody wants to play, and I get it. You know, he, only nine guys can play, and everybody's battling to try to get in there. And you know, it's funny that the, I remember one of the games in um, in Florida and Gainesville. Um, you know, I'm, <laughs> we had a pitching change, and I go to the, the the dugout there and listening to the new pitcher coming in. Lopes is giving the scouting report, and all the guys are listening. And the, there's a number of our players that are not in the game. They're on the bench, and they got their helmets on, and they got their bats in their hands because they want to get called on. And I told them, I love it. I love it. That's, that, that shows that, you know, the, the guys want to play. And um, I think it's bringing the best out of all the players. They probably might not realize that, but I, I see that as a coach. And you're right, it's probably the deepest team we've had. I, I, can't, I can't recall. It's been a long, long time. And so that's a good thing. The one thing that just concerns me is as time goes on and guys getting opportunities and, you know, you're going to go with guys that are hot. You're going to go with guys that are playing well at that time. It's hard to take those guys out of the lineup. But we will make changes as the games went on. You saw in Florida, we, we made a lot of changes off the bench. We went to the bullpen a lot. We, 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 we changed a lot of hitters. We brought in guys for defense. We brought in guys to pinch run. We brought in left-handed hitters and right-handed hitters. We, we did a lot of – and I'm going to continue to do that probably because we have so many guys on the bench that uh, can play and deserve to play. And so when we get the right matchups, we're going to make those decisions. So for me as a manager, it's a lot of fun because then you gotta, now you're really getting into the whole X's and O's of it and the matchups and things like that. And, uh, but, you know, the, the concern is just keeping everybody happy and making sure we stay, stay together as a team. That's going to be the most important thing. Right, because that's that's going to require some guys to be a little unselfish, right? I mean, they might not get the same amount of that's swings correct. that they got a couple that's, of years ago. That's correct. You're going to have to uh, check your ego at the door. Somebody might come out of the game late for defense because we have a better defensive pr- replacement. That's going to be, at the end of the day, we're, <laughs> any decision I make, I'm doing what's best for the team, period. Doing what I think is best for our team to be successful. That's what any coach should be doing. And uh, guys need to – it's hard sometimes, 18-, 21-year-old kids, it's hard for them to understand that. But, again, that's another important aspect of being a coach. You've got to communicate to the players. You've got to explain to them and tell them. And I might have to do a lot more explaining and communicating than I've ever done before. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, just as long as we're all on the same page. What we don't want is, uh, you know, guys going separate ways. That's not going to work. Yeah, you. Uh, there are just so many different ways to go with these wins because you did play a lot of guys, so you had a lot of unsung heroes, whether it's uh, Wanger in the bullpen, Palmquist in the bullpen, Jenkins had some big hits, Jenkins makes some big uh, catches. Uh, yeah. You had a lot of guys get some big outs and a lot of guys get some big hits. Total team effort. I said it after every game. I thought it was a team effort, even though we lost the first game. I mean, a lot of guys played. And um, it was a team effort on the pitching side. It was a team effort on the, 
on the hitting side, on the defensive side. Um, and that's, to me, the beauty of this team. Um, you know, and I, there's a few guys that didn't get a chance to get in the game that can really play for us, you know. And, and so, I, I mean, it's just it's amazing to think that, uh, you know, we have so many guys that, you know, can help us in so many ways. So, it's, to me, the ultimate team. It's going to be the ultimate team effort. And I think that's going to be a regular thing. Because, look, you're not going to – in this in, – nowadays there's so much parity in college baseball and probably college sports for that matter. But and, – and we're playing a schedule that's arguably the hardest schedule we've ever played. It's all ACC schools and yet Florida. And then you're playing your midweek games against, you know, FAU, FIU, and Florida Gulf Coast. Those teams are good. So there's not going to be a lot of blowouts either way, I don't think. And it's just going to be – you're going to be really matching it up and, and trying to put the best guys out there – uh, in that situation, which can call for going going to guys off the bench. And, uh, you know, I feel really good about our team in a lot of ways, but maybe that more than any of them is the fact that we're so deep. Uh, how did you feel about your starting rotation? I thought uh, all your guys, <laughs> Fetterman, Rosero, and Medeiros, I thought there was some tough luck involved in some cases, but I thought they yeah. battled. I thought they really, really fought for you. Great, great word. We, we, we didn't play good defensively behind him, like I said earlier, and so we've got to play better defensively. I think they would have been able to go a little bit longer in the games. I know they would have. But, um, you know, very, you know, I thought Fetterman threw great. He, he, he was outstanding, just like we expected a, a, a experienced guy that he is. I was going to say senior, which he really is, but, you know, I guess by uh, the rule is <laughs> I can't keep track of all I'm these guys. I'm not sure what any of them are, right? He's a fourth-year guy, okay, but – um, and, and, you know, he, he, I thought, did a great job. And then the two freshmen, I mean, you know, Alejandro on Friday, on Saturday, you know, the five runs were not you – know, only two of them were earned. But, you know, he settled in and really pitched well after that. And uh, that shows a lot of his character and maturity. I thought both freshmen really, really threw well for their first start against the number one team. I mean, it's a very good – arguably one of the better lineups we're probably going to see all year – at that place, I didn't think they were phased one bit. And I really thought – I was proud of those guys. They threw really well for freshmen. I thought that was a really good job. You have the uh, the Hokies here for the weekend. They got off to a pretty good start. They're playing uh, now. But they got off to a good start. They had a nice strikeout-to-walk ratio in their first two games. Do uh, you have any idea what you might expect from them this year? You no, know, I don't. I haven't really uh, – the coaches are all – the uh, all our assistants are looking at the video and, and tapes of them and – you know, and I think they'll probably go for opening night. They'll go with a lefty who we have faced before. And then their, their second game, they threw a righty. And, of course, like you said, they're playing today. And I don't, I don't know who they threw. But I, I don't know a lot about them. Uh, we'll know more as, as the week goes on, certainly. And we'll uh, we'll be able to um, you know, give more of a scouting report to our players and, of course, to anybody. But um, but they're always a tough team. Like you said, we've won a bunch of games in a row. But I bet you if you looked at the scores, a lot of them are pretty close scores, if I had to guess. So, um, again, it's the ACC. It's the best I think the ACC's ever been, and every game is going to be in a sport. You better show up to play. You better show up to play every day. You can't just go on the field, throw the gloves out there, and think you're going to win. That will definitely it'll backfire on you. So we need to be ready to play. Uh, two more quick things for one: the emotion in college baseball, or at least in that series against the Gators. Uh, you saw the passion, the emotion. There were a lot of. <laughs> fist punching and a lot of let's go for both teams. Uh, that's yeah. pretty unique in baseball. It is. And, uh, you know, the, the, it gets amped up a little bit when we play them, you know, and there's no doubt our players re- have recognized that they 
got us. They've had our number the last, I don't know how many years, but, you know, last year was tough. They came in and swept us when we were one and they were two, and they were all pretty close games. I think two of them went extra innings. And it's a rivalry, and it's 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 a tough rivalry. There's not a lot of uh, <laughs> love going back in sports, I can tell you, between the players and the coaches. Um, so, it, it, you know, I'm, I think our players, though, stayed composed. I thought they did a great job of, just handling business is which we talked about. It was a business trip, and I thought the guys stayed focused. And uh, but no doubt, there's going to be a lot of passion and energy, which is good. I have, that's you want guys to play with that, and that um, I think makes college baseball that even that much more exciting. You know, this just hit me, uh, and maybe I'll be modeling on this one, but it's been a hard year for a lot of people. And if there is anything that will remotely resemble normalcy or at least give us a, a, a little break. I think it's when your team takes the field at Mark Lay Stadium for the little bit of magic in Coral Gables to come out starting this weekend. you got to be excited about that. Very excited. Very excited. I mean, just playing the games up there in Gainesville was, was it's the most normal thing we do um, nowadays. It's just when we get on the field. It's about as normal as it gets. And to have the fans, albeit we know it's going to be limited, um, it'd be back out at the light and just playing in front of our fans. Um, I know our players are looking forward to it. It's a special place, special place for me. I grew up in that park and uh, played in that park, and of course now coach. So I'm there every day and practice. You know, it's just it's it's a great place. It'll be great to see people in there, and uh, so we're hoping uh, the fans that are able to come can enjoy uh, getting away from these crazy times, like you mentioned. I think it'll be a good relief. You know, and, and, you know, some of the fans that can't get into the game, uh, I'll just throw this out there, the parking garage in right field. I know that we had a lot of people come into our practice, not allowed to be at our practice. They couldn't. Our practices were closed. But we had a number of people watching our practices from the uh, parking garage, which to me is a pretty <laughs> creates a pretty nice atmosphere. You had some trucks backed up there. And yeah. I think that would uh, – it's, it's, it's another way for people to come and, and watch the games, you know, because I feel yeah. bad. We all feel bad. We wish everybody could be there, but we understand the times that we're in. So that's maybe another way that people can uh, come and enjoy and watch the games. All right, very good. Well, I'm going to be honored to do three of your games this weekend on the TV, so that'll be fun. And uh, uh, very much look forward to it, and I think you're in for a great adventure this season. Congrats on the start. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate it. Take care. All right, that's uh, University of Miami head coach Gino Damari joining us here on the show. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.